Thank you again for tuning in to the Truth Be Told Hosea 4-6 podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you all uh, who have um, generously given to the podcast to help us expand it. We greatly appreciate you. And uh, we are uh, greatly thankful for all that you do, listening, supporting, um, et cetera, et cetera. Love you guys. Um, this is Jamal speaking. Your boy Trev. Trevi Trev, Trevor Delaney. Thank y'all. We appreciate you. We love you to our supporters. Thank you. And we have a good one for y'all. Um, this episode. Um, probably one of the most controversial ones. Um, maybe not that controversial, but it kind of is. Um That's a right. Of, a, lot, <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh a lot of people are kind of subscribing to the black Hebrew Israelite kind of doctrine, theology, idea. Um, you know, a lot of people are trying to figure out who they are, where they mm -hmm. come from. And um, the black Hebrew Israelites are, you know, getting into some people's ears and, and, and it's sounding good. Um, so mm -hmm. we have a guest um, here tonight with us to uh, talk a little bit about that. This brother uh, is, is a good dude, great dude, and um, we are glad for y'all to meet him. Michael Sims, appreciate you for joining us, brother. Welcome, welcome. Pleasure's mine, pleasure's mine. Glad to be on, y'all. Um, let's start, um, tell, a little uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself, man, where you're from, what you do, and then we could jump in from there. Okay, like he said, my name is Michael Sims. I'm originally from Chicago. Um, I moved to the South due to my father joining the military. And um, I moved to Virginia specifically because my father actually got stationed to Arizona. So we, I ended up staying in Virginia with my uncle, and which worked out well because I went to school here. Um, I went to Virginia Tech and I am a mechanical engineer. And um, I just, I've been here ever since, you know, uh, I think I moved here in what, 2006 and I've just been here ever since. So, and um, that's just a little bit about, about myself. I am married. I have three children, um, a four-year-old, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And um, they're amazing. They're amazing children, um, very smart. And we just, you know, do the best we can as, as believers in, in this society to, you know, bring them up with, with proper values and, um yeah so that's just a little bit about myself that's dope i didn't know you were a mechanical engineer man i, I didn't to, know you uh, went to tech yeah <laughs> that's that's to, my neck uh, of the woods man oh yeah yeah i'm from rafford so that tech oh, yeah. right there yeah yeah that's yep. my hometown yeah yeah and yeah. then you got two engineers on here man yeah, yeah. you all the way man that's why i got the orange on <laughs> yeah I man that's that. our that's our college team yo <laughs> Yes, sir. Oh, man. I actually graduated from my o uh, ODU with my mechanical engineering degree. Nice. Nice. 
I've been to ODU a couple of times. Yeah. I was um in my undergrad, I was I was capping up, you know, I was I was in a fraternity, um, okay. Kappa Alpha Psi. So um yeah, it, it, I, I've been through some things, man. I've been <laughs> I, I've been through a journey. <laughs> and that that was an interesting time in my life, man, and and just trying to find, you know, some sense of brotherhood and some sense of I think I always had that um desire to seek some sort of like brotherhood and some bond um mm. among our people you know because i felt i was lacking that especially coming up in chicago you know mm. so. that's all right this is our second guest is from chicago um, nice nice our last guest when we were dealing with um and we got a part two coming up new age in the church mm. he's from <laughs> chicago so it's new his, age, man. That's a whole. I, I love that topic. I was, I was reading up on that stuff too. Yeah, man. We got into it. The speaking stuff in existence. You know, a lot of prosperity. Uh, yes, sir. We getting into <laughs> it. Next episode, we going into uh, angel cards. Yep. Uh, oh, man, nice. ain't no but tarot cards. We going numerology. We going deep into that. Yeah, that stuff being practiced in the church. So. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, openly. I mean, even doing yoga and stuff, and I don't think they really know what. Yoga, they don't know. you know. So <laughs> I found out when I actually went to a Hindu temple when I was in um, a community college here, and I took a religion course, and I was like, "Oh, that's what that is." Gotcha, gotcha. Ooh. So, all right. So you said that, and let me let me stop. Let's pause. How did you start your journey? And then this is going to blend into something I'm getting ready to ask you. How how did your journey start? Um, did, were you raised Christian? Were you, you know, what was your upbringing? Did that, you know? Well, I had some semblance of, of Christianity. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like mm -hmm. we went to church um, every mm -hmm. now and then. Um, so I, I knew what the church was like. Um, went to a, a Baptist church. So I, I, I liked the singing, you know, it was some, <laughs> some great singing, you know, oh, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know much about Christ though. So, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't have a healthy, um, dialogue about Christianity, about mm. what it is. It's just kind of like, you know, you went to church, you, you you heard some songs, you sang some songs. I even sang in the choir and things of that, that sort. And, um, and, and that was about it when it came to that. So my journey starts, you know, I go to college, you know, but before I go to college, I'm introduced to like new age type of thinking, right? Because I'm, I'm yeah, searching, yeah. I'm searching the internet, mm. trying to find, you know, how to be successful and all this stuff. And I see this documentary called The Secret, right? And it's and I and I watched that and and basically what that is is um going into your 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 discussion about the new age speaking things and your thoughts create reality and all that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I went into that um going into college and then um I came out of college. I'm thinking this stuff is working for me, man. I, I graduate, I'm first graduating from college. You know, I got a car. I, used, I was I used to see this um this Audi on um, my way to um class and I was like yo I'm gonna get that Audi I'm gonna visualize it I'm gonna get it and I got it you know but it wasn't because <laughs> yeah, of yeah. some universal force I wanted to get it uh -huh. so I went into debt to get it <laughs> but what's crazy <laughs> is <laughs> I got that car right and um I got a job right out of college boom I'm thinking I can do anything I set my mind to so I'm like yo I want to sing I want you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. decided I'm going to move to California. So I just up and just quit my job. I mean, like, mm -hmm. no wisdom. 
None, man. This whole new age thing had my mind thinking like, yo, you only got to, I don't got to plan nothing. All I got to do is think the right thoughts, right? So that blows up mm -hmm. in my face, right? Because I didn't find a job. Three months passed, mm -hmm. no job. Mm -hmm. Four months passed, no job. So then what happens is I realize, yo, this stuff ain't working. You know, mm -hmm. I get in a, I get in a car accident sandwiched. I get um, um, my car on um, repoed because I couldn't pay the um the the charges. I couldn't pay the on um, the um what am I trying to say? Oh, the, the note. I couldn't pay the note anymore, so my car got repossessed. The car that I was visualizing mm. is it, gone. So I needed to find the real because this was fake. You know, mm -hmm. know what I mean? I realized that this is a fake spirituality. Mm -hmm. So then I opened the Bible. So this mm -hmm. is the this is the beginning of my journey as a Christian. I opened the Bible. I don't know where to go. I don't know mm -hmm. anything about Christ. No one preached the gospel to me. So I started Genesis and I just read the whole thing. I mean, literally read the whole thing. And um, by the time I get through, I I, I still don't understand it. You know, I just know there's a bunch of laws. I'm like, it's a lot of laws I got to keep now. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe in God. I go home and tell my wife, you know, we got to keep some laws because the Bible says this is what we got to do. And um, mm -hmm. so I start searching the Internet again. Bad mistake again. First uh -oh. search comes up. GOCC. Uh -huh. Something about keeping the laws and, and black people being the Hebrew Israelites. Right. So mm, I watched this mm. video and I'm like, yo, this makes sense. This is why such and such happened. And this is why this happened. And this is why black people go through what they go through. So I'm eating it up yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, yes, yes. This is what I've been searching for. So show my wife. She's convinced too. So we mm -hmm, go ahead mm -hmm. and I'm saying my wife, but we weren't married at the time. Right. So yeah, yeah. We, we, um, we watched the video and we essentially become what they call moderates, right? So we're watching the, the camp video, but we don't want to get into camps. So we was kind of like, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We was kind of like against camps, but we still would watch their videos to figure out, you know, the, the knowledge of being an Israelite. So mm -hmm. after that, I get, um, I'm, I'm working at Olive Garden, right? As an engineer, God humbled me during this, during the whole, that whole period. So I'm working as a, as a um, as a waiter at Olive Garden, and this guy, um, the the elder of the camp, I ended up joining. He comes, mm -hmm. he's leaving out, and he has fringes on. And you know, I didn't really have enough money to to fringe my clothes up because I was struggling trying to figure out things, right? So I'm like, yo, like, where you get your fringes from, or whatever? And he's like, what you know about these fringes? Like this is like some secret oh. thing. Like, like, he said, what you know about this? And then I got his contact information, like, yo, we gotta link up or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah. we ended up um not linking up, but the way it worked, man, um uh, I think and I think um the enemy had a play in this because I was online and I was debating one of the guys that's in the camp, and um he was like, Man, if you if you wanna do something, show up. You want to do something, show up, go show up to the camp or whatever. And I'm thinking like, yo, like I don't turn down, I don't turn down nothing. I'm still carnal in my mind back then, right? <laughs> like, I'm thinking I don't, I don't turn down nothing. So I show up to the camp by myself, like, like, yo, what's up? And um, lo and behold, I sit there and listen to they spill. 
and, and you know it was targeted towards me because I'm the new guy. So they made sure they hit like Deuteronomy 28 and the black, all the black verses in yeah, the Bible, yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah. James version. And they and they hit and it and it really like I'm like yo like in my mind I'm like yo these guys know what they're talking about you know and and that was my introduction to the the Hebrew Israelite thing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I was there for for a few years you know before I got before I got down with them I was um loosely studying it for about a, a hour not an hour <laughs> a year and a half or so or maybe two years and then I was with them for three years and actually um was involved in building and starting that organization because it was kind of in the infant stage when I got there and then it just you know I know it's like probably all over Richmond now um, um wow. the Hebrew Israelites and everything but yeah, that's that's my start in the Hebrew Israelite thing, and I'll see where you go from there. If you had any more questions, what was the um, so you mentioned GOCC for for um, for the listeners who may not know what that means? What does that stand for? Gathering of Christ Church, the Gathering of Christ Church. Yep. What was the name of the camp that you were in? It was called ISOC. That's Israelites Saints of Christ. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of go into that a little bit. So <laughs> who who are they? Okay. What do they believe? I guess we can start with who are they? Let, let's Okay, so yeah. I'm going to I'm going to throw out some more familiar names. Um mm-hmm. so IUIC Israel Israel United in Christ um had two elders in the beginning. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this. It wasn't just Nathaniel and then the bishops. Mm. It was Nathaniel and Barack Shar, and they were like a dynamic duo. But there, there was a. I'm not going to talk about their personal business. But there was an issue that came up, and that caused them to have to split. So they split into IUIC and FWI, which is Future Word of Israel, right? So when I got there it was still FWOI. So then FWOI had an issue with Barack Shar, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. um, FWOI split into FWOI and ISOC. Mm-hmm. And ISOC pretty much took the majority of the members because um, most of the members were siding with um, um, Ozias, who was the elder of ISOC, who is currently, the elder of ISOC. So mm-hmm. that's a little history. So what they teach is basically the same thing um, IUIC teach, except um, they're not as extreme when it comes to like, um, you know, domestic violence and things like that. Um, I believe IUIC teaches like no matter what, the woman has to stay with the man. And um, I think um, ISOC teaches more so like, hey, you can't be knocking you They'll say it like you can't be knocking your woman upside the head, you know. Mm. Uh, if you do that, then mm. that's grounds. That's that's not living peaceably. That's grounds for her to mm. separate, or, or you know, as she as she desires, you know. So, but other than that, man, they teach that the blacks, Hispanics, and Latinos and Native Americans are the literal blood descendants of Israel. That, um. You know, we came here on slave ships, and when you read Deuteronomy 28 and 68, that is 
a prophecy showing that black people would come over in slave ships. Um, but they teach something different about the natives. The natives um, came before us. So they'll go into the book mm -hmm. of Second Esdras and they'll show um, how the, the natives supposedly got over here, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and I mean, I have to show y'all that offline because I don't remember the exact scripture, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, they go to Second Esdras to, to try to prove that. But the blunt, the blunt of the teaching is we have to keep the laws. That's the teaching. Mm -hmm. We have to keep the laws, statutes, and commandments in Christ. That's, what, that's how they're worded. We have to keep the laws, statutes, and commandments in Christ. So it's as if Christ is being added on as like an addition to the laws, statutes, and commandments. And that's what they push. Now, now that's what they say. But in reality, mm -hmm. what you see playing out is fringes, feast days, Sabbaths, mm -hmm. but you don't really mm -hmm. see like, like mm -hmm. in, a, in the Bible, you see the reading of the law, like they're reading the law and they're, they're making sure that people understand and they gave the sense of the law. They don't really do that. They jump from verse to verse to verse to verse to verse and basically create whatever they want. And they, and they, um, and that's their style of teaching. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, start over here in Deuteronomy. Oh man, it kind of froze up. Did we lose him? Yeah, I think we lost. So, um, I think what he was getting at was, I guess, kind of describing what the teaching was like. So, you start in Deuteronomy twenty-eight. And then you'll jump over to another one that might be, you know, something directly related to that. It doesn't necessarily have to be related to it. Mm. Um, it can have a, a key word. Like, so if I, if I see a word, like, like, for example, in Deuteronomy 28, 68, it says Egypt, right? So then they'll take that word Egypt and they'll find another place where it says Egypt. And they'll say, okay, right here it says Egypt is the house of bondage. So now... Mm. We know, according to their doctrine, we know that Egypt is synonymous with house of bondage. So now I can define Egypt as house of bondage whenever it's convenient to me. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's the type of thing that goes on. It's, it's not so much it, it, John 3.16, perfect example. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So they'll take the word world. And they'll find a different context where it means something else. Mm. So, like, um, they'll go to Isaiah and they'll say, see, it says the world of Israel. So now I can go back to John 3.16 and I can take that scripture that I read in Isaiah and say that when I see the word world in John 3.16, it means the world of Israel. Mm. You see how, that's go how, okay. how, how they manipulate the text is they'll take things that are not even, that has nothing to do with the passage and they'll impose it into the text. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's wild, man. It's wild. So let me ask you, so what, what happens if, you know, somebody that knows the text and has had, you know, took courses on hermeneutics, homiletics, <laughs> what happens when they, 
you know, talk to them or try to challenge them. What, you know, detail to us about, you know, I guess for me, I would, you know, somebody that's gone through seminary, you know, and somebody that wants to kind of dialogue with them, how do, how are they receptive to that? Or is it kind of like, hey, old man, you trying to, you trying to, you know, mess the game up for us here. We trying to rope in some, are they targeting certain people or, you know, is it a, you know, a free for all, if that makes sense? Um, let's start at um, targeting certain people. Um, yes, they tend to go to um, downtrodden places where you'll find the poor. They might go to a, like one of our favorite spots to go was like a bus stop. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're going to find a lot of oh, yeah, um, black yeah. people that are not um, um, seminary students. They don't know the Bible. They may be believers, though. That's who they want to find. Yeah. They want to find uh -huh. people who are believers, but they don't know much about the Bible. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when it comes to having a dialogue with them, though, they'll for the most part, they'll only have a dialogue if it's on their terms. Right. So okay. they love the approach of drilling you with questions because they pride mm -hmm. themselves mm -hmm. on their knowledge, right? On the, the knowledge that they've obtained by um, studying history. But the problem is they study history in a way, the same way that they um, teach scriptures. Mm -hmm. So remember how I said they'll, they'll go from this place and that place and this place, and they'll pick and choose what they want to what they want to teach on or what they want to hold on to and they'll throw away everything else. So like, it's the same way when they study history, they only focus on things that's beneficial to their doctrine. And they've actually was called out on that, mm -hmm. on that by uh, our brother, uh, Michael Holloway. He did a debate with um, ISOC and they pulled a source that was in direct contradiction to what they said, but they didn't think that Michael was going to check the source. <laughs> so oh. they pulled us they pulled a snippet from that source and they thought it was um agreeing with their point but really the the, the source in its totality was was disputing what they had said so they agree with this little part right here but they they didn't read the rest so they might do like little searches like searching for the word black searching for the word negro or it's never really a detailed study but yet they pride themselves on their knowledge because in their eyes, they're like the elite. They're the elite. So one of the ways to approach them, I believe, would be on a, um, it would have to be a structured debate. It would have to be a, a debate with a mediator and um, so that they won't drill you with questions. If, if to give you an example, um, just, just look at the example of the Pharisees in the Bible, um, um, in the Synoptic Gospels, you had the Pharisees would approach Christ and, and they would try to trap them. That's good. In his speech, right? They would ask him um, questions to try to um, to accuse him, right? They would sit right. in the front row, you know, with their with their notes open, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> trying good. to catch him in his speech. So that's what that's the type of mentality you're going to be entering into if you start to um, dialogue with them. Is they're they're not listening to like learn from you, like me and you. We can have a conversation, and say, hey, um, what have you been studying? And you can be like, oh, I've been studying this. And then I'll tell you what I've been studying. We can bounce off ideas and we can share history and all types of things. No. In their mind, they know the truth and you don't. So the only thing that I need to do in this dialogue 
is to wait until either you trip up, you say something historically wrong, or or you say something that's that's um not in the Bible or whatever. And I just find a way to trip you up, and I say, "See, this is why mm-hmm. you know you need to study, man. Like you know you didn't even know that." that um, 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 John was a disciple of Christ. You didn't know that, but it's okay, man. That's why, we, that's why we're here to, to help you to learn the Bible. And that's what we do. We come together as brothers and family, you know, trying to fix the, the issues in a black community. And, and, and that's, that's why we come together. That's why we out here, man, because we love you. Like that's the feel. Like mm-hmm. get that feel in your mind. Like that's, that's the feel when, it, when we go out to teach us. Like we love you. These people out here, these white people, they don't care nothing about you. You know, we love you. We're going to teach you right from wrong, teach you to keep these laws, get you off the street, man. You don't got to sell drugs to your brother, blah, blah, blah. You can sell it to the white man, though, because he ain't your brother. Let me show you in the Bible. Like, this, man. Yes, bro. Mm. Yes. Mm. And times like these would be, like, ideal. They they probably eating this up, man. I can imagine. (laughs) That's crazy. I can imagine, man. Yeah, membership probably increased by 10,000. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the so, sad thing about it, though, man, is, and I know this might be a tangent, but mm-hmm. the sad thing about it is if if the Christian church would teach the whole history, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have mm-hmm. people going to um to um bad sources you yeah, see what i'm yeah. saying if yeah, we yeah. just taught the whole history what not just the, the 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 beautiful side of america you know let's show the the ugly side and show you know what does that mean to me as a christian but mm-hmm. what instead what you see in a lot of um evangelical churches is you'll see america being portrayed as this um great um christian nation but black people are looking like what like I'm mm-hmm. out, you know, and then you got this Hebrew mm-hmm. Israelite saying, they lying to you. And, you, and you're like, yeah, I know, man, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so then you yeah, go you from said- one set of liars to another set of liars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, now, you said something in your introduction, you said something profound that, you know, you're talking about how you was raised in church, but you kind of really, you know, you didn't understand some of this, you know, maybe like a Christology, you know. Right. Uh, divinity and all that. Uh, it wasn't too long, maybe January. I can't remember. I gave a lecture about how do we defend the faith? How do we talk about the faith? You know, and three points. And a lot of a lot of us, and not just black people, but there's other folks that cannot explain where did Christ claim to be God? Mm. You know, uh, where's divinity? And so you get groups like you know, maybe a BHI or it's not just BHIs. It can be any other group, you know, Jehovah's Witness can come by and start showing you stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Mormons start coming by and showing you stuff. And, and we're not, we, we'll rather have a good bump than a good lesson, a, a good teaching, walking through the text. You know, let's get context because it's not just BHIs that do topical teaching and preaching. You know, I was raised on topical preaching and teaching. I didn't know what exegesis was until I got to college. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, you know. And so, because I could never, like, what if I was doing, like, a little personal Bible study, I was just jumping all over the place, and it didn't mean anything to me. I was like, I don't even, you know, it's something wrong with me. And then I learned, okay, how about we just read the whole chapter, mm-hmm. you know, 
and then we start, you know, figuring out who Jesus is. Let's get the gospel down. Let's understand who Jesus was, you know. So right. that was, you know, blending into, you know, what's going on today and, you know, even how we're raising church, you know, uh, a good feel good, a good shout, good run around. We still need to unpack who Christ was, who did Christ say he was in the gospel, you know, mm. and get some fundamental doctrines down. Um, why King James only in most black Hebrew Israelites is why is King James so prominent? Well, I have a theory. Um, when you do a Google search on uh, King James, King James, there's a, a set of pictures for a white King James and a black King James. And um, they tend to choose the, the pictures of him, the depictions of him that are black. Right. Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. used that, okay, King James was black. This was during the period of time. And they would say things like King James would intercept um, um, slave ships. That's why they called him Pirate of the Caribbean. I mean, the things, <laughs> the things that they said, they never uh -huh. substantiated. It was just like, yeah, that made sense. That makes mm -hmm. sense. If King James was black, that would make sense. But there was no mm -hmm. historical context to show that he was indeed black. It was just some pictures that you can Google of drawings, you know, or, or really, 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 really blurry pictures. <laughs> really <laughs> tarnished <laughs> pictures. And, uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's how they, they would start. But, but really, this is my theory when it comes to the actual um, uh, text of the King James Version. Because a lot of black people that are in the hood may not be as literate as a, a, a person that may have went to college or, or may have studied seminary. So it's harder to understand the King James Version if you are a new Bible student, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just opening the Bible. I'm going to read King James. And not only that, they pushed the King James 1611, which has different characters. So you don't even have the letter J in there. Um, you have different pronunciations of words, like it's an older version of English. And you're, mm -hmm. you're saying, yo, in order for you to understand God, you need to get the 1611 King James Version because they took out books. We actually have 80 books. And, and that's another narrative they push and why they pushed the King James because the King James was originally printed with the Apocrypha. Mm -hmm. And they hold the yeah, Apocrypha yeah. at the same level as Scripture. So mm -hmm. the King James gives them their, their ability to, to push the Apocrypha as authoritative. You see what I'm saying? Wow. So mm -hmm. that's why they choose the King James, because it's harder to understand. So if, if I'm the teacher and you're trying to read a text that's hard to understand, now you have to come to me to, to understand what it says. I have to explain it to you because I'm not teaching you anything about the Holy Spirit. I'm not teaching you anything about um, if, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not teaching you that. I'm teaching you the scripture of the confused man who said if, if who was re who was trying to read the book of Isaiah and he asked, you know, how can I understand except the man teach me? That's mm -hmm. my basis mm -hmm. for everything. So what they'll right, do right. is they'll take scriptures like I just I just mentioned and they'll take it out of context and they'll say, see, how can you understand? except if a man teach you, you know, but any logical person would go back to the context and say, Hey, this, this is just a confused guy. 
he just yeah, right. he didn't right. know any better. Like this wasn't a right. scripture. This wasn't prescriptive. This wasn't Jesus mm-hmm. saying, you shall not know unless a man teach you. Like, no, like this was a man that was confused. He was trying to understand a passage in the book of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Philip that explained it to him, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, the, so uh, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll see, you'll see things like that, man. And it's, once, when I started to read it for myself and read the context and I saw that they were quoting, literally quoting Pharisees, I was mm-hmm. like, yo, these are the Pharisees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were taking scriptures, like direct quotes from the Pharisees and using it as if it was scripture. Go ahead. Crazy, so do, do you think they do that on purpose or is it because that's what they've been handed down as far as... They don't as... do it on purpose. I, I, okay. I know they don't do it on purpose, but what I will say is, is maybe the elders and the ones that's been in for a long time that's had a chance to actually go back to the text, maybe they do know what they're doing. Um, but the, mm-hmm. people, the people that's just listening and receiving, they have no idea. They, they have been brainwashed to think that this is how you read the Bible. And they'll mock you and laugh at you if you say anything about context. Context is like a curse word. It's like context. Dude, you, do you not, have you never read Isaiah 28 and 10? Precept must be upon precept, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. And, and, and to them. But that has to do with the drunken um, Canaanite king, if I understand. Yeah. The drunkenness. Yeah, but Anywho, that's, like, me, that's, me, uh, that's like they're like cheat code to understand the scripture. And it's funny that I mentioned that word because I had this um I had this notebook and I and I had a notebook called the cheat codes, Bible cheat codes. And I had like yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah. like like trees mean this, this means this, Egypt means bondage, this means uh-huh. this. So I was defining terms, and some of them were right. You know, some of, some some things are used symbolically for certain things, but when you look at things like Egypt and you say, everywhere I see Egypt, it means bondage. Everywhere mm-hmm. I see clouds, it means this or whatever. That's how their their mind is set up. So now when they read the scripture, even if they read it in context, they're thinking, oh, nations, that just means um um, um the nation of Israel that are scattered in the, mm-hmm. into the nations. Oh, Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gentiles is just um, um, the ones that were assimilated into Greek culture, you know, but we know when you read the book of Acts, we know what it is, but in their minds, they've scrambled things so much that they don't even know the order of events. They don't know the context. They don't know what happened first and then this and then that. Everything is just scrambled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So would you say it's important for, let's say, somebody that wants to engage VHI uh, that they need to have familiarity with the Apocrypha? Uh, because obviously, I'm not saying all camps hold to the Apocrypha as being authoritative, but um, like, you know, just it, let's say just Joe Schmo that just, you know, he's a street evangelist. You know, he said, man, I really want to reach out to some some black Hebrew Israelite brothers you know, and he starts going back and forth with them with, with, you know, just your basic 66 books, but then they throw in the Apocrypha. Is it important? Would you say, would you give advice to Christians today that want to engage with them to understand the Apocrypha? Um, I would, 
personally, and this is, of course, my opinion, I mm -hmm. personally would not even touch that. I would know about the Apocrypha. I would know about why it's not authoritative. But in my interaction with a Hebrew Israelite, I'm going to let that slide because I have an agenda. I need to get you to Christ. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. so when I'm talking to them, if I get distracted by the Apocrypha and, it, and, it, and whether or not it's authoritative, authoritative or not, I'm, I'm not going to get anywhere with them. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. But I need, I need to find... Back and forth. Yeah, I need to find a okay. common ground. Um, mm -hmm. I need to get them to understand that I do understand the law. I understand the law. So if anything, I think someone who, who's attempting to do apologetics and to try to reach Hebrew Israelites, you should have a thorough understanding of the law. Like right now, I'm, um, I'm studying Genesis through um, Leviticus and, and, and Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. I just got done with Deuteronomy, but of course I had to do a detailed study of it. But basically, you want to know the law. You want to know it. Yeah. So that uh -huh. so that when when you come across people that are claiming to see the law, to, uh, claiming to keep the law, you can then hold them accountable to the law, like um like Paul does in the book of Romans, and say, Hey, you say you're keeping the law. What about this one right here? Um, you keeping this? You're going to Jerusalem three times a year because the, the Bible says that in order to keep the Passover, you have to um attend Jerusalem three times a year. That's one of the feasts, one of the three feasts that you have to go to mm -hmm. Jerusalem to, to partake in. And you just show them the law that their teachers there are not teaching them. So don't assume that they actually know the law because they don't. They claim to mm -hmm. keep the law, mm -hmm. but they don't actually know it. They're going by, like, even like, to give you an example, even like a date, like when is the Passover, right? They don't sit there and try to calculate it themselves. They go to their elders to figure out when do I celebrate the Passover and how do I celebrate the mm -hmm. Passover. They don't even go to the text. They go to their elders. So if you can come with the actual knowledge of the law and you can show them that they're not keeping it, now guess what? They're convinced as transgressors. Because in their eyes, they're, sin they're not sinning. In their mm -hmm. eyes, they're keeping the law. So if you can convince them that they are not keeping the law, that they are actually transgressors, guess what that opens up? Mm. That opens them up to receiving Christ because now their conscience is going to be pricked. Their That's conscience good. is going to be pricked. The Holy Spirit may begin to move upon them. And now when you preach the gospel, it's like, oh, man, yes. That's, That's what it means. That's what it means to, to receive Christ because they don't know Christ. They don't know what it means, mm. why he died, why he rose. They don't know any of that. So when you go and you talk to them, assume they don't know. That's no good. matter how puffed up they sound, how many um, scriptures they pull, assume they don't know Christ. They don't know why he died, why he even had to come. They don't know That's about fallen, the fallen um, state of humanity, the sinful nature of man. They don't know about these things, and they're only looking at carnal um, results of, fallen, um, of this fallen world, right? So just assume that they don't know the law and assume they don't know Christ and study up on it, man. Like really know the law. Know um That's good. Yeah, yeah like like know which laws they, they can't keep in particular. Know which laws they can't keep and then know the strictness of the law, like Deuteronomy four and two, like um, um curse be all that don't continue in all things. Like know that because they are not being taught that. And then when you when they know how serious the law is and that they're not keeping it, then they have no other room to boast. 
they have no other room but to accept Christ and to repent of their That's sins. That's good. That's good. That's good. We're going to pause good, right yeah. there. Um, for those of y'all who, who are listening, we are actually starting to go live on Facebook right now. We're going to do a Q&A for about 15 to 20 minutes, maybe. And uh, we're going to do a live Q&A. So um, you can locate that video on our Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash TBTHOSEA46. Thank you.